Time now for a man that I've been looking forward to interview, and that is the legendary Howard Freeze, Kaiser Chiefs legend as well as captain from 1986. I won't give you my age then, all the way to the 90s. And before we get to him, just to give you a little bit of, I guess, background, you know, and perspective on what we will be talking about, let's go back, rewind a little bit in the week where uh, Kaiser Chiefs celebrated their birthday. Kaiser Chiefs are Capricorn too. Hmm. Anyway, but here is a chairperson talking about this. This big day. Well, I must say that uh, this is the day that uh, will be remembered long after we have left because uh, it is a great day indeed. Because here, this baby baby was born to bring uh, some excitement to the entire communities of football, and uh, it, to me, it is one of the greatest days ever. Uh, in, uh, in my sporting life that uh, we started this <coughs> beautiful organization called Kaiser Chiefs because uh, at the time we started this thing there was a need for change as far as soccer is concerned and it came at a time when uh, we obviously had a few uh, hiccups where we were playing at the time. Uh, the reasons obviously are history now. Everyone knows about the history of Kaiser Chiefs, how it was found and how it was born. So, But the day itself will always remember we will always remember uh, it can never be forgotten how significant this day was because uh, when we started we also had uh, a lot of skeptics who thought maybe we are we 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 were we were not serious we were just taking a chance little did they know that uh, some of us especially me i had this burning desire to actually be part of a great thing. Great in the sense that uh, I wanted it to be something that the South African people can be proud of. And uh, I must say I'm very much vindicated because those who were on the other side of us were saying that uh, we won't even last uh, one, one season. Mm. Right? So, but this day itself is something that uh, I hold very dear to my heart because mm. uh, it was a day when this baby was born. Very happy birthday to you, Kaiser Chiefs. I guess it is still January, your birthday month, and may you grow from strength to strength. As I now welcome our MVP on the show today, and that is Mr. Howard Fries. Mr. Fries, a warm welcome to Radio 2000, and thank you for your time today. Hi, good afternoon, Robbie, and good afternoon to all you. Uh, to all your listeners it's and good thank you to for the you. invite ah, thank you thank you for honouring the invite happy new year to you how's 2022 been? oh well it's still not okay my family is safe I'm safe and we wish everybody else to be safe as you just said in one of your adverts mm. thank you you're welcome thank you I mean it's a new year new things do you start the year with sort of like new year's resolutions and if so uh, c- can you share one or two? no I mean I don't usually start the year with the uh, any resolutions, but I just try to maintain a steady lifestyle. Uh, especially over the past two years, try to keep safe, mm. encourage everybody else to, to vaccinate and to maintain the protocols that have been uh, given to us. So, and also to wish everybody well in this year and hope that by the end of the year, would have done away with this kind of virus that we've all been experiencing over the past two years. Yeah, that is a nice way, you know, easing in and keeping safe because health is our new wealth and something yes. that we should safeguard. Kaiser Chiefs, when I mention that club's name, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? <laughs> it really brings up uh, a lot of uh, emotions for me, uh, Romy, because I joined the club uh, in early, about mid-86 uh, and I joined one of the greatest clubs the country would ever see. And whenever you mention the word Kaiser Chiefs to me, I really 
I smile because mm. of the kind of success and uh, the contribution that it has made to my life. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's made a great impact on me, my family, to all my family and friends as well. Kaiser Chiefs, I mean, I say it because it's a big name, you know, it has a huge following in the country. It has stood the test of time as well. But was it always cemented or built on values and morals? And when you say mid 80s, 86, 85, 86, when you joined, and if you take a look at today's Kaiser Chiefs, for example, is it one and the same thing? No. Now, the, the team has grown in little bounds from the time that we were there. But it's, it's and also it's grown in strength in terms of the brand has grown very uh, so strongly. But when I was there, Romy, uh, the, the team was uh, one of the best uh, years. Mm. I think if you look at from 1984, right up until the early 90s, there was a great growth in terms of the success of the team. Yeah. And we had a great uh, core of players. And that success, Romy, they actually put down to the kind of administration that the team has always had over the years. Mm, mm. They had a steady administration, a very consistent administration. And all of us, any youngster that was growing up at that time, looked forward to play, play for Kaiser Chiefs. Mm. It was one of the best teams in, in the country to play for at that time. Yeah. Even till today, we all aspire to play for Kaiser Chiefs mm, mm. and for what the brand represents in the country. I know, I mean, listening also to the chairman talking just before we started the interview with you and yesterday as well, and he said, when the breakaway happened, a lot of people thought, okay, doom and gloom, this is never going to see, you know, the light of day, and it's going to be yeah. down downhill from here. What would you say the success is of a brand that's 52 years old? It's it just, one of the things of the brand, uh, as I mentioned earlier, was its consistency and what it stood for. And what it and what it meant to both the players and and to the supporters. If you were a player, that's the best team to play for. If you were a supporter at the time or a supporter of Kansas, that is a team to support. So it both it brought both uh, a joy to as a player and as a supporter. For supporters, you could brag about the team that you supporting, and as a player. You could hear bragging rights <laughs> of the of the greatness of the team that you're involved in. Yeah, yeah. And also because of the, the, the kind of players that she has always attracted over the years. They attracted a certain kind of player that had honesty, uh, integrity, mm. and all of the willingness to put the team above everything else. Is that a real thing? Because I often wonder, I don't play football, I just work within the <laughs> football spaces, but I often wonder, as I take a look at coaches and you think, mm, that coach doesn't quite fit there. You know, if you look at players and you're like, mm, that player doesn't quite fit there. Is there that type of player, you know, uh, or a type of coach even that is a certain, if I may, a certain caliber that does fit in to to what a Kaiser Chiefs in this instance stands for and believes and morals and values and culture? Is there that thing like a type of fit? Yes, it's always a fit. You know, Romy, over the years, I've had a lot of coaches and some very good coaches at that. And you always find that not all the coaches were successful at all the rest of the coaches. Mm. So when, when the coach came in, if he stood for what the team stood for, and in terms of honesty and, and, uh, and putting a lot of work in his work, it, you always succeeded. But if you were there just to coach a team because it was Kaiser Chiefs, success would, would always elude you. So when you came into Kaiser Chiefs, you had to be committed to what the team stood for and mm. what the team wanted to achieve. And that is one of the greatest strengths of Kaiser Chiefs. 
is that it's a commitment that everybody makes when you join the team. Mm. But if you don't have that commitment, you're not going to get the kind of success that it, that it should be enjoyed. So if you look at the greater part of the 1984s up to the 1990s, yes. if you look at the caliber of players that Chief had at the time, it had a very, very strong core and a very strong base, which was supported by a very strong administration. And that is where the success of the team lay. Because when, when I came in there, mm-hmm. there were certain rules, uh, unwritten rules that I had to adhere to. And we all had to adhere to those, uh, like un, uh, those unwritten rules. And if you didn't adhere to some of those things, well, you'd well, What would some yourself, of those unwritten rules and you'd be? Not, and you'd not be as successful as we would have wanted you to have been. Yeah. What are some of those unwritten rules that you speak of? <laughs> I think one of them is respect, Romy. Mm. If you don't have respect for the team, and the the the, the, uh, the kind of play that you're around with you, you would never succeed. And the brand, we respect the brand. Yeah. And also we respected the jersey all the time. Mm. It could have been friendly, it could have been in the uh, cup finals, it could have been in league games. But once you stepped into that dressing room and you handed that jersey, immediately you had to respect. You know, Romy, during those days, our supporters traveled to long distances just to get to a game. Yeah. Some guys who come from the KZN to play, come to Orlando Stadium or to F&B or to Ellis Park to watch us play. And we had to acknowledge that. Mm. That here are guys coming from all over the country coming to support us. They travel many hours only to watch us for 90 minutes. Yeah, man. So it became our commitment that in that 90 minutes that we would be representing the club, we had to represent the club properly. Because imagine you came from four hours away and you you, made, you were made up with a lackluster performance of players. Imagine what your trip would look like going back home. Yeah. That is not what we wanted. We wanted you to come happy and to go back happy. Mm. So that was the philosophy we had. It's beautiful. I mean, I'm just listening. And I think that football has taken a different turn. It's not quite the same, very similar, I think, to when you yes. played, but not quite the same as what it is that we see today. A lot has changed. But 1989, as you talk about those unwritten rules, respect, respect the jersey. I mean, respect the fans that travel so far yes. to come and watch you for 90 minutes. I mean, what a sacrifice to make for a team that you want to be a part of and believe in. Yes. But would you say 1989? I mean, the team almost won every trophy. And would you say it was a culmination of everything you mentioned that came together to make the team invincible? Yes. I think one of the things was the the kind of environment that we all uh, were operating in. It was a very, very conducive environment. Because on the one hand, we had a very uh, success-driven chairperson in in, uh, in Kaiser. He wanted to be the best. And also, on the, on the other hand, you had a core of players who were just had the same ideas and the same uh, winning mentality. And on the, and the third part of it was the was successful uh, support that we got from our supporters. So those three things were a very good ingredient for the success of what the team became. On the one hand, we could rely, or we never, if you look at, back at the history of Kennedy Romy, there was never an instance where players would complain about, for instance, they were not paid, or there was a delay in this, or whatever the case might be. Chiefs players are well protected, and they're well loved by the chairperson. And so, if you are working in that kind of environment, there's nothing more 
for you to do but to give your best. And also, if you knew that the supporters that you were, that were supporting you were such a, a fanatical support base, what more did, did we want to ask for as players? All we needed to do was to perform in the 90 minutes that was given to us and to dedicate ourselves just for the 90 minutes. And that is why everyone in South Africa looked forward to play for KZTs mm. because it was, it was a glamour team. Yeah. It was love and peace. So that's what the team stood for, for glamour and for love and peace. Mm. And most importantly, it was a success that the team was always uh, driving to achieve. How how does the current crop of players in Kaiser Chiefs emulate that? I'm not saying it's not there. I'm just saying how do they emulate that to perhaps being able to win almost every trophy that is on offer? Yeah, I think what has happened over the maybe the past five or six years, Romy, is that there's a constant change in the core of Kaiser Chiefs. But when we were there, we had a sort of core that could take the team through maybe five or six years at a time. So that any new player that came in, you came into a winning mentality. But if you look at some of the current players, because the core has not been as strong as we would have loved it to be, there's always... Uh, uh, there isn't that kind of mentality anymore that we would like to have. Mm. Uh, there's too many new players coming in at the same time at times. So they, they don't give a chance for the team to develop yeah. as what the opportunity that we had uh, previously. Mm. For instance, if you look at someone like like Teenage Lala, he played for Chiefs for many, many years, maybe 10 or 15 years. If you looked at our ex-captain, the late Radam Fouquet, he was there for about 20 years. I was there for over for very close to a decade. So what happened in that environment? It gave the other team or the, other, the new players coming in the opportunity to be ingrained to be drilled in the philosophies of the team. Mm. And I think maybe that is one thing that perhaps is lacking currently. Yeah. And also, when the coach came into Chiefs, there was a set pattern of play that he had to maintain. That is one of the unwritten rules that I spoke mm. to you about. Mm. What's happening currently is that every coach that is coming in, he's coming in with his own philosophy, his own methodologies. But whereas previously, there was a set pattern, the set form of play, which we all had to maintain. And that is what made cheese great. You knew when you went to carry cheese, this is what you're going to expect. But I think over, I guess over the years, it has changed. And that has maybe caused some of the, the hiccups the team could be going through currently. Mm-hmm. When, I guess you think of your playing days and you played and studied simultaneously, which is what yes. quite a few of the players are doing currently. But how did you maintain that? How, how did you maintain playing, studying, and knowing that football is not forever. Yes. It, it, Robbie, for me, that was, all of the, that was all of the elephant in the room. I was always worried that what would happen to me should I have an injury or that my career would be uh, untimely coming to an end. So that was the biggest uh, elephant in the room for me. So I had to make conscious decisions to protect myself and say, listen here, you got five years. You have to have a solid plan for the next five years that you play for KZ Chiefs. You're going to have the finances. You're going to have the time. You might just have the enthusiasm and the willingness to drive yourself that in these five years, these are things that should be achieved. And one of those things that I set myself out to achieve was my education. Because I knew that should anything happen to me after I've played or during the course of my uh, professional career, I'd always have something to fall back on. You know, Romy, 
we can't blame the team. Most of our players currently always blame the team that no, the team didn't do this for them, or mm, the team didn't mm, do that for them. Mm. And I say to myself, I would never want to blame teams if I had to fail down the line because I had all opportunities. I had the time, I had the space, and the finances. And we all have to use it uh, properly yeah, to, to your protect benefit. ourselves. Yes, yes. Because if you don't do that, you can't look bad because the team would have made their, their conditions, their contracts, but you just weren't committed enough to meet your uh, future needs. Mm. So mm. I ingrained that in myself. I said, look, you've got this is the amount of time that you, you're going to have to play football. Make good use of it while you have it. And mind you, Roby, we even earn uh, a lot of money as currently what the players are earning now. But most of us, that during those times, Roby, I worked, I was a teacher during the day. I studied at night, and I should play for Kaiser Chiefs. Oh, wow. And having to do those three things wasn't easy, hmm. but it was a commitment that we showed that, we were, that I was able to achieve all three at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, it is amazing. I mean, I actually take my hat off to you. I'm studying currently and I'm not too sure how it is that your PhD <laughs> didn't drive you over the edge because my MBA yeah. is, is giving me more than grey hairs, you know. How do you, <laughs> I guess you stuck to the road because you knew what your, what your end goal was. Yeah. You talk about not as much money being earned by yourselves back in the day versus today. And do you yeah. think players become blinded by that? where it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money in their bank account and it's almost perhaps the notion or the feeling that it will be never-ending. Because if you do a survey and you cast it out there and you ask footballers, are you studying? I promise you eight out of ten times, the the answer is no. Yes, 100%, Romy. You know, Romy, a study has been done over the past couple of years and it's a very, very frightening study that all the results that have come out. They say that a soccer player's lifespan, financial lifespan, is not more than two years after his life of football has come to an end. And that's a very uh, bad statistic for, for soccer players. Mm. Imagine you, you work for 10 years and you can hardly protect yourself or your family two years after your yeah. career comes to an yeah. end. So there's a big problem there. And that is what, that was, was always behind, oh, behind my, uh, my study is that I should live beyond 20 years and that I must always look after the very little that I had. You know, most importantly, Romy, mm-hmm. when you start to play for a team like Kiva Chiefs, <laughs> there's a lot of sacrifices you need to make off the field. Yeah. For instance, your friends, who you associate yourself with, how are you going to carry yourself in public? Mm. And currently, I think we've lost that a little bit. Most of our players are too much in the media and want to be seen all over the place. When we were playing for Chiefs, you made sure you respected the team, you respected yourself on the field and off the field, yeah. and you, you worked hard. It's becoming a little too easy and too financially driven now. Yeah. And that is why you find that the kind of problems the current players are having right now, how often do we read Romeo on a Sunday newspapers that one player or another player has got into financial difficulties? Mm-hmm. And every one of us, and we, we get disappointed as players, Romy, because we say, that's our colleague. Yes. What what did he do when he had all the, the resources at his disposal? How is it that 
he could not manage resources, even though he had so much at his disposal. Mm. It's, it's hard so for us from the soccer players and very disappointing for the team as well. It is, it is, and we've seen it all too often. And I do hope that that shift happens where they yes. do realize that education is key and it is the way to go and that football really is uh, short-lived at the end of the day. We are going to very quickly just go to our WhatsApp line because I believe there is a listener who'd like to say something. Please hold. Okay, thank you. Good afternoon, uh, Romy, and good afternoon to your guest, Howard Freeze. What a gentleman. I think he played his best at Chiefs. Uh, It's true what he says. You know, if you look at Chiefs now, it's surrounded by players who have never won anything. If you take away uh, Itumelen Kune, tell me who is the player that has ever won any silverware at Chiefs. So it's just a bunch of players who have never tasted victory. Year after year, they are bringing new players. And I think it's no more the same Chiefs we used to know. It's no more the same Chiefs that instilled fears in other clubs. It has just become an ordinary team. Yeah, so thank you very much there for that comment. Uh, if it is yeah. that you've just tuned in, Howard Freeze is my guest, the legendary Howard Freeze of Kaiser Chiefs. And we're just talking about 52 years on his greatest memories. Uh, Mr. Freeze, I guess in light of what you're saying, go to school, study, um, you know, safeguard your future. So it is nice to see that the league has come with the transition, yeah. uh, you know, phase in order to assist with that. I know that the Football Players Union is at the forefront of education as well. So I think perhaps steps in the right direction. But back to you, what is your fondest, fondest memory from your playing days? <laughs> I think my fondest memory was in 1986 when we won, uh, won our first trophy with Chiefs. That was a reason we uh, made it spectacular. Mm-hmm. Because that was almost my first uh, full season at Kansas Chiefs when we won the, the trophy at Ellis Park. I think for me personally, uh, my dreams started to come true at that time because I had worked for all the years to just to win a trophy. And as your listeners just said, Romy, that's very true what he said. You know, I had friends that were playing for other teams that were very, very good players, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. never, ever had one were given the opportunity to live with a, a trophy. I played for teams for about eight or nine years, and I had the opportunity to lift up a trophy over 28 times. Mm-hmm. Which was a great achievement. Yeah. So you can see that the success and failure <laughs> are very are, are opposite to each other. Hmm. And that we are driven by success. And I was lucky to be one of those guys uh, to be given the opportunity to lift up trophies 28 times in my career. Yeah. He, he's also correct that you can go for many years, you can play for one of the best teams. But you'd never have that opportunity to lift up that silver way. I mm. think that's what drives us as soccer players. Because finances aside, you want to stand on that podium at one time or another in your career and to lift up that silver way. Because that is what defines you as a sports person. Yeah. Finances drive you, but having that moment, those two minutes to lift up that trophy, is even greater than all the finances the person can ever give to you. Oh, so nice. For me, when I, yeah. for me, when I look at my jerseys and my medals, I'm proud of them. I may not have the finances currently to show, but that jersey and that medal that I have now will be I'll forever hold it close to my heart because that's what defined the moments mm, when I played. Mm. I guess the things that legends are made of is what you're speaking yeah. about there. Um, 
all your kits and jerseys and trophies and medals. Um, I mean, I know they're special, like you said, to you. But what gave you the idea to keep track of pretty much, I guess, all the kits as the years have gone by? Because that is worth gold today. Yes. (laughs) That's another story, Romy. I kept those jerseys for my son. Mm-hmm. And so that you could see where I come from, or what I had done. Yeah. But when I realized, when I took the treasure, they would become too small for him. So I couldn't hand them over to him. So I said, you know what? <laughs> this, I should keep this as a history of our family. Yeah. So that one day when he has kids, or I have grandkids, I can show them this is what your grandfather did. Mm. And about four years ago, I then met up with the chairperson. And I said, chairperson, look, I have this, all my jerseys I've kept over the years. One day when you guys and I have a, a museum, can I donate them back to the team? Because you know, Romy, I felt that was the right thing to do. Even though my family were up at odds with that, they were sure, I had a very angry family with me. So why am I giving these jerseys back to the team? But that was the right thing to do, Romy, because... Was it? Was it? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm even thinking, you know, why? Romy, because as you well, said, these jerseys, these moments, these trophies, it's what defines you. Finances are there, yes, but this is those yeah. defining moments. And the defining moments that you've had in these, in, I guess in this very attire, you now hand back to the club. Yes, because, Romy, I know that's where those jerseys belong. And I know that mm. if this whole thing comes, comes to fruition with the, with the museum, those jerseys will be there for years, many, many years more to come. And everybody will go back. And that is where the history, the rich history of the team would be kept. Mm. So when people want to know about Kaiser Cheese and the success and what drove the 52 years of Kaiser Cheese, they could go back and say, there is a proof, there is a living proof of where this team comes from. And when they look at my, if people look at my jersey, they did that number 20. They, they will look at the contribution that I made and that number made to the team as a whole. Yeah. And that is why okay. the greatest honor that any player could have outside of finances is when your number becomes retired. And that's an yes. honor that was bestowed on me by the, by, by, by the team last year. Mm. By retiring the number, it is a recognition for me and the team of our contribution that we've both made to each other. So for me, it has a no-brainer in, let's give the jerseys back, and the team will always protect them for me. And that is why they protected my number for the lifetime. Yeah, yeah. I have goosebumps. I mean, just listening to the preservation of history, which makes sense when you say you hand it back to the very club in order to, you know, have that history that I guess my kids can go back to and take a look at, <laughs> you know, and yes. visit and see. And I even think of like an Old Trafford and touring Old Trafford in the back of my mind because you yes. see that history right there preserved for yes. generations to come. So, okay, I, I guess I'm also not mad anymore. <laughs> like the <laughs> rest of your family. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, mm-hmm. I, was, I was happy to give it back. Wrong. Okay, it took me four years to actually give them back. But when, it, when the final moment came, it felt a, right. You know, there was a feeling of, mm. you know, emotion. Yeah. It was emotionally driven. But it's a good emotion because I know that forever my, my journey will be preserved. Yeah. Just imagine one thing, Romy, if I had given those journeys to my son, you would have worn them you would have enjoyed them. Uh, the people have recognized it to you, my son. But who, who else 
would have enjoyed those jerseys. Nobody else. Mm. Mm. But, but by giving them back, many more people would, would see the rich history of where the team actually comes from. And many, many, many more years after we were no longer there, the chairperson said, that jersey will be there. Yeah, yeah. As in my great-grandchildren must know who the great-grandfather was. They would know where to go to, and the evidence would be there. Undoubtedly. I think you have hit the nail on the head. And like you said, that emotional, that feeling when you know that what you're doing is the right thing to do. And I look forward to seeing it actually there once everything comes to fruition and um, the history carries on forever and ever. Um, Retiring your number, was how did you digest that and the day that you were told that that is what Kaiser Chiefs will be doing? Romy, nobody knew about that whole thing. I didn't know, and I don't think people like knew about it as well. But after we had presented, he had made a strong presentation, I made a strong presentation. It only felt, it was only at that moment where he realized about what was happening, mm. and he decided mm. at that point of the moment that as a chairperson that he would be retired in the number. And because of what the contributions that I had made towards the team over the years. And also, having to keep those jerseys for over 30 years, Romy, that is not a mean feat. That is something that very few people have done. Yeah. Imagine keeping walking around those jerseys for 30 years and hoping that one day something will come of them. I could have kept those jerseys for commercial value, Romy, but I didn't see it that way. I said that these jerseys must go back to where they belong because even though I had worn them, in fact, Romy, I was the only one who wore those jerseys and were only washed once. So those jerseys <laughs> were brand new when I handed them wow. back. So I was very happy with that. It's an amazing story that you have. And I hope that the story, will it live on in a book for many, many years to come? And not only in the jerseys, because I think we've only scratched the surface here today when there's so much more that we still need to hear from you. And, yes. you know, in terms of the history and the documentation, um, Apart from just the jerseys, what are you doing as as a legend in order to encapsulate everything so that the next generation don't miss a beat? Look, Robbie, in the area where I live, I do quite a bit uh, promoting uh, the social welfare of our community. I do a lot of work in my community where I live, and that for me, it, it helps me. And also, whenever I need to... Uh, potentially developing youngsters, I give them the guidance. I speak to them. Mm. I make sure that wherever I... Especially our young ladies in the community where I work, I make sure that I look after them. Yeah. Especially that the young ladies who, who have had children at a very young age, I've made sure that wherever possible I can, I can protect them. Mm. In fact, right now, I have over 20 of those young ladies, very young ladies, who were forced to leave school uh, because... Uh, their children. Mm. I've given them opportunities in life, or I provide them with an opportunity, and that's what drives me most of the time, to make sure that their friends are protected, that I uh, help them to get to where they would like to get to in the, with their future lives. Mm. And that's beautiful. It is beautiful. Uh, just to see the full circle there. Um, Mr. Freeze, thank you. Thank you for your time here today. Thank you for sharing it with us right here on Radio 2000. And please, um, open invitation because we need you to come back. There's still so much more that we need to know and hear. Uh, and I hope that uh, you'll honor the next invitation and the next and the next and the next. 
Okay, you also you always welcome. You enter me. Just give me a call and I'll be there. Awesome. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. The legendary Howard Freeze chatting to us uh, about himself, I guess, at Kaiser Chiefs and also about the 52 years strong that they have been going. But a man with a beautiful story to tell, one that is just entrenched in our history. And for me, the history isn't lost. It is there, encapsulated out at Kaiser Chiefs (laughs) for many years to come. And I can even see it. I can see it in my mind's eye where we go ahead and we take a look at jerseys 15 and 20 that have been retired, the only two and seeing the history, uh, hopefully of other players as well coming into the fold and this museum, so to speak, uh, coming to life and being uh, breathed uh, to life, if you would. Because I know that when I went to Manchester United, that for me was something that really stood out. Then it wasn't just about today. I went to say goodbye to Sir Alex Ferguson uh, back in my younger day (laughs) and then touring and that, that's what is there. I mean, literally from the ground up, you get to see the history and it's not lost. And so for me, that is a beautiful thing. So again, happy birthday, Kaiser Chiefs. And may you go for many, many more years to come. You are-